Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the B's goaltending situation and the Arizona Coyotes move into a college rink. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. The Boston Bruins recalled Jeremy Swayman on Saturday with Tuka Rask being banged up with a lower body injury that's probably going to last more than a couple of weeks. So your guess is as good as mine as to when Tuka's going to be returning. Now Swayman may get to start at home on Tuesday night and he did make it a little bit of an appearance uh, in last night's game against the Dallas Stars because the Bees dropped a 6-1 loss to the Dallas Stars last night. Now, I didn't see the game last night. I was working um, another job at for the uh, Connecticut uh, Ice Hockey Tournament or, yeah, the Connecticut Ice or whatever the heck they want to call it. Um, and what what happened was I looked at my NHL app, saw it was 4 nothing, and I said, you know what, I'm not tuning into this disaster because it's, it's basically done. Now, Allmark did get pulled and was replaced by Swayman. Now, I got to ask, I got to ask a lot of people out there. If this was Rask in net and he led in four goals like he did a couple of couple of games ago, would the fans be blaming, would the fans be blaming him? Seriously. Because, you know, you know damn well that if Tuka Rask allows four goals in a game, the fans would be all over him. Now what? Now since it was Allmark, you know, are you blaming? Are you blaming Allmark for that, or are you blaming the team? Because I would like to know. You know, if it's Rask in the net and allows four goals, it's his fault. It's not the team's fault. But but if it's Allmark in the net and he allows four goals, it's the team's fault. So you got me. I mean, basically, it's. You know, everybody, everybody, it's almost like Tuka Rask has a target. He's He's got a target on his back. And, you know, we should be playing, you know, you don't blame the goaltender every time, you know, you lose a game. You can't. You know, if he allows four goals, then maybe it's your defense's fault. Maybe it's it's the five guys playing in front of him. That's, that's his fault. All right? And the thing is, since December 1st, Allmark has had a record of 10-2-1 with, with a .920 save percentage. So maybe maybe we start qu- stop questioning that signing too. Because I to me right now he's earned that he's earned that number one number one spot and and is, and he's gotten it done against some playoff caliber teams. 
where Rask, you know, has hasn't played well at all against crappy teams, teams that don't that teams that probably won't even make the playoffs. But we can't get ahead of ourselves. Let's see how the rest of the season goes. And if Allmark chokes in the playoffs, or if Tuka, you know, because if Tuka can choke, so can so can Allmark. That's the thing. You know, let's let's see let's see if the Bruins make the playoffs, and let's see how how good Allmark is under pressure. You know, let's see him get blamed for for choke. You know, let's see him get blamed for choking. You know, in Game Seven of a of a series. And I'll tell you right now, with the way this team, with the way this team plays every now and then, I have a feeling that this is going to be a, you know, one first round and out. Okay. But right now, the big question mark, and I, and I've been stressing this all year long since, even since last summer, you know, even last year when Tuca went down, uh, the goaltending is a big question mark because what is the deal with Rask? Is he fully recovered from his hip injury? You know, is this is this lower body injury, you know, the same thing? You know, if it lingers, you know, how how long is it going to linger for? You know, is he going to be out for a few weeks? Is he going to be out for a month? You know, you know, what kind of a setback was this? And does he sit out the remainder of the season or just retire? I don't know. You know, does he does he does he finally just say, you know what, we get to mid February and he still hasn't been back on the ice? Does he just say, you know what, forget it, I retire, and then basically then we don't have this goaltending mess that the Bruins all of a sudden have. I mean, I'm a little frustrated that he didn't get a start. He should have gotten starts in Providence. He goes out and signs a PTO with the Baby Bees. The games gets get the games get postponed and then he signs with Boston and plays four games with a record of 2 and 2 and a goals against average of 4.28 that's not good and the thing is some of the some of the saves you know that would have been routine for him you know a couple of years ago you know seem to give him issues but he should have in, instead of signing with you know he should have stayed on the PTO. I don't know how many games were on the PTO. I don't know what kind of a PTO it was, but he should have played some, at least gotten at least five or six starts in Providence before coming up to Boston. This way, he he plays a little bit more, you know, plays some competitive games, not scrimmages during practice. Okay, so your guess is as good as mine as to what's gonna what's happening with him. I mean, I've been a big supporter of Rask. And now I'm really starting to think maybe he came back too soon or maybe it's time to hang up the skates. Then again, there might be more going on with him right now. You know, he did step away a few seasons ago and I'm not talking about the whole bubble situation in Toronto. All right, that's that's one and done. But I don't remember the season, but he did leave the team for a week or two. So maybe maybe, maybe there's something going more going on with Tuca than we think. Maybe it's not a lower body injury. Maybe it's a little psychological where he's got to sit and really realize, am I making the right choice? Did I did I come back too soon? Did I, you know, you know, should I have just retired? You know, so who knows what's going on with him? 
you know, but, you know, you got to look at what the New York Rangers did. They moved on from Hendrik Lundqvist. Maybe it's time the Bruins move on from Tuka Rask. I mean, the Rangers went with Shesterkin and Gorgiev, and they've done pretty, pretty well. The only problem is that the Rangers are actually have actually have a good team in front of those two goaltenders. Where the Bruins basically, you don't know if they're gonna what team you're gonna get. Are you gonna get the team you know that can go out and really win a game, you know, score goals, or are you gonna get the team from last night, or are you gonna get the team from the Colorado game, where I'm gonna tell you, Olmark looked awesome during that game. He played awesome. It was just that the third period came along and the, and the rest of the team, it's almost like they gave up. They didn't play a full 60. You know, they played 40 minutes. The Bruins played absolutely 40 minutes. And if it wasn't for Allmark, I think that they would have they wouldn't they would have gotten creamed in that third period. But maybe it's time the Bees, you know, moved did it with Rask. You know, moved on. You know, I have a feeling this hip injury is going to linger for the rest of the season. And then eventually he's going to end up retiring, probably end up re- retiring at the end of the season. So, you know, maybe maybe we maybe the Bruins really need to figure things out because this is this has been a mess. All right, we were fine up until Tuka came back. And he's played, you know, you know, maybe he came back too soon. I don't know. But the thing, the thing is that, you know, they need to make, decisions must be made, all right? They can't have Swayman bouncing back and forth from Providence every time, you know, Tuka gets hurt. You know, it's either, you know, it's either he's hurt or he's not retired, do, do, do something, okay? And I'm going to tell you. This isn't going to help his develop Swayman's development. He needs to stay someplace and get some playing time. I mean, I even said last week that he needs more starts. And I have a feeling he's not going to get those starts since Allmark has been playing well. Allmark has been playing great as of late, so you go with the hot hand. Now, Swayman will probably start tomorrow night against Seattle. And, you know... He's not going to get, as long as, he's going to be the backup for a while. And for fans to say that he's the best goalie right now, really need to look at the numbers. Because like I said, Olmark is the best goalie out of the th- all th- out of the three of them. I know Rast just came back and he only played four games, but you g- got to go with the better of the three. And that one right now, and the healthy one, is Olmark. Not saying that Swayman isn't healthy, but... You know, you know, and like I said before, Allmark, you know, is 10-2-1 since December 1st. So he's your number one guy right now. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh, our best goaltender was sent down to Providence. Your best goaltender right now is Allmark. And he's getting he's gotten he's getting it done with the exception of last night. You know, because Swayman is the future of this franchise. And we all know. We all know that. He's been good at times, but not at the point where he's going to be able to carry this team like Rask has done in the past. You know, I would actually, you know, hope that, you know, that he would get a a couple more starts 
in Providence until the end of the season, maybe get some playoff time, you know, but we really we really don't know what's going on with Tuka Rask because, you know, four games in, you know, and he goes out with another, you know, he's out with a lower body injury. And we don't know what's going to happen there. You know, how about, you know, if Rask retires, Swayman backs up Allmark next season and then becomes the starter at some point. But the guys, the kid, to me, the kid's got to earn it. And right now he's, you know, he's well enough to be the number two guy. But to say that Swayman is the better out of the three right now is basically, you can't say that right now. He's just a kid, all right? Allmark's been in the league for, for a few years now. And right now he's playing great. With the, like I said, with the exception of last night, and you're and you're allowed to have those those really bad games. You can have those bad games. You know, and and goalies goalies go through that. Goalies have have a a bad game or two in a stretch every once in a while. All right, now Tuka, you know, we could say that same thing about Tuka. Tuka actually had the same the same thing same thing happen. You know, he can have a bad game and then have a good game, you know, go on a stretch of having some really good games. But we'll probably never find out since he's got a lower body injury and probably, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if he basically hung up the skates. You know, we got to the, you know, we sat you know, for, for the month of um, February. You know, we get through the month of February and he's still on the sidelines. You might as well just say, you know what, screw it. You know, screw you know, retire, you know, move on, you know, go with the young guys and just, you know, go with them. And I think that's, I think that would be the better move. You know, I've been a big Tuka, I've been supportive of Tuka Rask, you know, for the past couple of years through the whole Toronto bubble, bubble thing. And, you know, Rask is choke artist that, you know, he chokes a lot and all this other stuff. And I've been supportive but now I have a feeling that this that we that the Bruins need to move on. They literally need to move on at this point. You know, they need to move on. They need to like say, okay, the goaltending situation is fine. Let's go out and make some deals. I mean, we're still waiting to see what happens with with Jake DeBrusque. What's happening with Jake? De, I had we haven't seen we haven't seen or heard anything. You know where he's going. You know. Um, same thing with uh, Zach Senishin. He asked for a trade. We don't. We haven't heard. He's been playing pretty well down in Providence, and yet we haven't heard anything playing. You know, anything playing out as far as a trade goes for him. So, you know, what's going? You know, are there are there any deals in the making here? I mean, we got. Over, like, I would say about a month left before the trade deadline. I believe the trade deadline is sometime, I think, second or third week of March or something like that. I, f- I forget what it is. But, you know, we have about a month left of the, um, you know, till the trade deadline. And yet we haven't heard anything, nothing. Nothing's been said about Jake DeBrusque as to, you know, you know where he could end up. I know the Rangers at one point were interested in him. I know that there's been talk about him going to Edmonton a lot because that's where his dad is. You know, his dad's the color commentator for the Oilers. So, you know, you got me. 
It's just that I would have. Ex- I mean, here's the thing: if we get to the trade deadline and and Sweeney doesn't do it, doesn't pull the trigger on a big deal, even if even if we're like a month out from the trade deadline, if he doesn't do something at least to help out the defense, then this team's probably going to end up, you know, I mean, missing the playoffs because they need they they need there's there's that one player that they that they need somebody who's going to play with with um Charlie McAvoy you know if they can find somebody to play alongside Charlie McAvoy I think they're good to set because right now they're they're hovering in a wild card spot at some point they were looking I mean they it's still they still have a chance at you know catching Toronto for that for that third spot in the division but I have a feeling right now they're they're gonna have to settle for uh, a wild card spot, and that's not gonna be easy, you know. To, you know, in the first round, depending on who you get. But they really, you know, if they they really need to, I I'm expecting them to pull off a trade at some point, some point between now and the deadline. They have to pull something. Sweeney's got to do something. He's got to pull something. You know, I'm not saying a big blockbuster deal like he did like last year for, I mean, for Hall, even though that to me wasn't really a big blockbuster deal. I mean, nobody, you know, you got Hall, you know, it was eventually going to, it was eventually going to end up happening, you know, and stuff like that. So, but now on to the NHL embarrassment, Arizona, the Coyotes, have are are finalizing an agreement to play their games at the new uh, rink or slash arena on the Arizona State campus. Now the thing is, if you don't now, if everybody's saying out there, Arizona State has a hockey program. Yeah, they have a hockey program, and the hockey program is is pretty good. You know, they're not they're not awesome, but they're 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 coming. They're basically coming into their own. Um. And in case you're not familiar with why this is happening, well, the city of Glendale, Arizona, is kicking the Coyotes out of the out of their arena due to one more than one million in overdue taxes, outstanding debts to the city, and other bills. But the ownership, the ownership has, you know, they're they're saying, listen, we're 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 staying here, we're staying here, we're staying here, and. And it got and it really gets to me that here's an ownership, right, that's committed to staying in Arizona. Okay, where were the owners of the um, the original Winnipeg Jets who moved to Arizona? All right, who were the you know the to the owners of of the Quebec Nordiques who moved the team to Colorado? To Peter Kamanos, to who moved the Whalers to Carolina, you know, I wish that those owners would have would have been more like the ownership of Arizona. Okay, but here's here's the thing. All these guys want these guys wanted new arenas. All right, and Arizona. Basically, you know, they wanted to let, let's take Hartford, for instance, they wanted a brand new arena, right? And they didn't get it. All right. Now they, they didn't get it. 
So basically ended up moving the team. You know, hey, if you are going to build us a new, you know, here's the other thing. If you're going to build us a new arena, we're going to play at the Hartford Civic Center and you got to cover our losses. You know, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, we're not, you, we're not going to cover your losses while you're playing in the XL Center. That's when Peter Camano said, okay, screw it. I don't want the new arena. I'm going, I'm going somewhere else. And at that point, he had no clue where he was going at that point. So we have Arizona. Now, Arizona is actually willing to take losses and play in a play in a 5000 seat arena temporarily while a new arena is being built in Tempe Arizona so this is where it gets interesting now Arizona Arizona state they're building they they basically are building a multi-purpose arena that is set to open this fall for the hockey team um, you know, it's probably strictly, I think it strictly was for the hockey program itself, but ASU is also going to have some wrestling events and gymnastics and concerts and other stuff in this, in this building. Now, the thing is, this building is only going to fit 5,000 people, which means that they are going to take a huge loss. All right. Cause you're moving from a, a from an arena that's going to fit 18,000 people to 5,000. All right, so you're going to lose a lot of money in that, okay? Plus, due to NCAA rules, that would not allow the Coyotes to use the, the, the team areas. So the team owner, Arizona's team owner, is going to be spending f- between 15 and $20 million to build, to, build the, to build areas at the facility for his, for his own team to use. All right. Now that cost combined with the loss of revenue from, you know, from playing in a smaller venue than any other NHL arena for, you know, th- 3 4 years, you know, that that's got to be a problem. But Gary Bettman, Gary Bettman, you know, here's here's the here's the issue. I'm I'm kind of like it, it Gary Bettman's okay with this? Seriously. Gary Bettman is willing to okay this. All right? But yet he won't he won't but yet because this is his this is probably his little baby. This is his little He doesn't everybody out there he doesn't he doesn't want to admit that he screwed up that this whole thing was a screwed up thing from the from the get-go. I mean, you got to realize, Arizona, the Coyotes played in a basketball a basketball facility for a few years. I don't know how many years they played in, you know, where the Suns play, but they play, they played there. Then they moved to this place in Glendale, and basically that that became an issue the past couple of past couple of years. I mean. You know why? Why are, are aren't we done with this experiment, ladies and gentlemen? This this should have been this should have been basically the icing on the cake. Whatever. This team should have just moved. All right, but you have an owner out there that's committed to keeping the team in Arizona. 
I mean, I applaud the guy for keeping for not for taking a stand and saying this team is staying in Arizona. All right. Given the situation. Unlike Peter Carmanos, who owned the Whalers and then owned the Carolina Hurricanes, didn't didn't you know, didn't want to he didn't want let's face it, he didn't want when he bought the franchise, he didn't want to be here. He did not want to be here. Unlike the the owner of the Coyotes, he wants to stay there. So I commend the one thing I I commend the the ownership of the um the ownership group of the Coyotes. I I really applaud them for wanting to stay in Arizona. But to be honest, you know at this point, you know with all the issues that they've had, I think it's time to move the team out of there. I mean, given the Coyotes' current average attendance numbers, it's possible no one no one's going to even notice that they're playing in a 5,000-seat arena. You know, nobody's going to know because, I mean, nobody's going to know that they're playing, especially if they, if they use camera angles, you know, all types of different camera angles and everything else. You know, nobody's going to really know because nobody nobody really goes to Coyotes games. I mean, if you take, I mean, take a, take a look at, look at back at the Friday night's game when the Bruins were there, half of the arena was black and gold. It was almost like TD Garden West or TD Garden Arizona, if you want to put it that way. But I think, I think it's about time that we move on from this situation whether or not, you know, they get their arena in Tampa. I mean, right now, they, they don't even have an arena in, in planned in, Temp- in Tempe. They haven't even broke ground. I don't even think they've broken ground yet on a new arena. So, you know, maybe it's time to move on from that experiment and move the team. I mean, there's been interest from the, the owner of the Houston Rockets. He's been interested for years to move the team to Houston. Now, I know a lot of people are probably saying, well, Houston really isn't a big uh, hockey market. Well, it was back in the 70s for the WHA, especially when um, when they went out and they they drafted two young um, two young hockey players by the name of Howe. And I'm talking about Marty and Mark. And then eventually Gordy came came by and that, that they that actually put the city of Houston on the hockey map. Now, I don't see the NHL ever coming. I don't see the NHL coming back to Quebec and I don't see them coming back to Hartford because you're going to have to go through the, the last thing the NHL wants to do is do another realignment. Okay. Cause they're going to be realigning. They're going to end up having to move teams, bounce around teams all over the place. Okay, I mean, I would say I could see, you know, if the Florida Panthers were to move, yeah, to either Hartford or Quebec, that wouldn't be an issue because they're still they would still be in the Atlantic Division. But I have a feeling I, you know, the only the only option that the that the Coyotes would have is stay in either stay in Arizona, you know, or go to Houston. But who knows? Who knows what's going on? I mean, anything could happen. I mean, you know, next week the Coyotes could say, you know what, we're going to pack up, we're going to move to Oklahoma City, 
or we're going to pack, you know, we're going to pack up or we're going to move. I mean, they could probably move a team to anywhere where there's a building, where there's an 18,000 seated building, Kansas city. Um, I believe that there's one in Milwaukee. Um, you know, you actually have some other, you know, venues out there. I mean, you have new Orleans, you have, you know, you have a bunch of places. But I think I think it's time the NHL just basically gave up on Arizona. It's been a it's been a it's been a bad move ever. I mean, for a while it was okay, but now it's like you know they're. Ha- I mean, it's an embarrassment to have this team playing in a five thousand seat arena, you know. And you haven't even broken ground on a new on a new building in Tempe, and it's sad. It's really sad that, you know, they keep fighting to keep... I mean, here's the thing. Gary Bettman has fought years, years to keep this team in this... Keep this team in Arizona. But yet, he never fought for... He he never fought for Hartford. He never fought for Winnipeg when they moved to Arizona. And he, he didn't... Quebec... You know, he didn't say, you know, he didn't, he wasn't there to say, hey, you know what? You know, same thing with Hartford. You know what? If we play in the XL Center or the Hartford Civic Center, you got to cover our losses. You know, Gary Bettman, to be honest, Gary Bettman should have said to Peter Carmanos, you know what? Hold out here. Don't move to Raleigh, North Carolina, because we don't know. At that point, Carmanos was looking at it playing in an old airplane hangar. That's where he was going. So, you know, cover our loss, you know, Carmanos was like, cover our losses, you know, while this new arena is being built or we're going to walk. Well, at the time, Governor Roland said, fine, walk. Now we know where we are. We know where Roland is and we know where Carmanos doesn't even own the freaking team anymore. So. But it kills me that, you know, you know, he's Gary Bettman has stood by Arizona for tw- over 25, I believe it's been over 25 years. But yet, you know, he didn't stand by the first when when Winnipeg moved. Now, here's the thing. Winnipeg moved on to, Winnipeg moved to Arizona. Winnipeg ended up getting a new building. Same thing with, with Quebec. They moved to Arizona, they moved to Colorado. They got a new building. Okay. Now, if things were now if things worked out, you know, Hartford would have had a new building, and we wouldn't, and the Whalers wouldn't have moved. But you know, greed takes place. You know, sometimes it's sometimes it's greed of the owners, and then sometimes I mean, here's the thing: I wish that I wish that the original Winnipeg Jets, the Quebec Nordiques, and the Hartford Whalers had an ownership group that was willing. To keep the team there. And none of these guys were. That's the one thing I the one thing I'm happy with is that at least there's an ownership group out there that's willing to keep the team there. But enough is enough. You know, this 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 team is I mean, they they're they're their their attendance numbers are bad. The team is bad. Get a fresh start somewhere else. You know, go to go to Houston, go to Oklahoma City. Go to Kansas City, you know, go, I mean, Milwaukee, I believe Milwaukee has a nice new arena. I mean, heck, why not, why not try to go to Portland, Oregon? 
you know, putting a team in Portland, Oregon, or even Utah. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a warm climate area. It doesn't. But I just wish that this this whole situation with Arizona would stop and you would just get and you would just, you know, move the team. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just move the team. All right, do us all a favor, you know, and and just move the team. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.